Chevy Equinox with forward collision alert, automatic emergency braking, and available all-wheel drive. It's my ultimate mobile device. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule a test drive. Chevy Equinox. It's your choice. Own it. Were you shocked this week by the headline that said, hey, St. Louis might reach out and help with the migrants and the asylum-seeking issue in Chicago by offering a place for some of these people? Because let's face it, this city is struggling. Carlos Ramirez is the vice president of Latino Outreach for the International Institute. Tell me about that plan, Carlos. Yeah, so we, we decided that since our population overall has been in decline and we are in need of workforce, we thought that with this new Biden parolee program, being enacted and us actually being able to draw from people that are going to be able to legally work in the country, we thought that would be great for us to just go ahead and tap into that population and fulfill our needs that we have here. Uh, So when I learned that Chicago had a good population over there, I thought, you know, it could be a win-win since we're right next to each other. I think that's the kindest thing anybody has done when it comes to migrants in this country is to help offer some relief. Now, I understand that your program will be privately funded? Yeah, we have a benefactor that's helping us. And, uh, you know, and that's just the, the initial part of it. So obviously, there are federal grants that we're receiving to help different immigrants resettle. So the International Institute in St. Louis has been around for more than 100 years, and we've been resettling people for a long time. Uh, Most notably, the Bosnian community in the 90s uh, really resettled here in St. Louis because of the International Institute. I love your city, by the way. It's one of my favorite places to get away to. Uh, So you were in Chicago last weekend. Did you meet with the mayor and other dignitaries here? I, I met with the deputy mayor for immigration and was able to meet with a couple of other other organizations that I was on the phone with and getting to meet and figuring out what they were offering. So for me, it was just an exploratory meeting for me to see what is available, what is possible, and how can we adapt here in St. Louis to those needs. Did you see some of the migrants who are housed at police stations? I did not, actually. And to, to the city's credit, you know, because of trafficking and other issues, they don't make them that accessible. I mean, short of me going to the streets and and finding people on my own, for me to be able to just go into a shelter and meet people, they're pretty well guarded. And, and I, I suspect it's mostly to make sure that there's not trafficking going on and that, that they're being protected and still cared for. So how many migrants or asylum seekers are you looking to host? So I, I think within the first uh, 12 months for sure, I mean, so I'm in week three of my job, but certainly within the first 12 months, we're looking to get at least 500 people. But a lot of that will be dependent on how much support uh, we get here, whether it be through private donations, whether it be through federal grants. In addition to, to the to the uh, housing issues, we also want to make sure that we have enough jobs available. So we're we're uh, collaborating with the unions here for some of the trade jobs, uh, some of the casinos here in town, com- construction companies, and then depending on the education level and language skills of some of the immigrants we bring in, uh, that could lead to other higher-level scientist positions or other positions that are looking for people for, for workforce. This is Carlos Ramirez, Vice President of Latino Outreach for the International Institute, St. Louis offering a home to some migrants and asylum seekers. And I see that the program would offer housing for as long as three months, cell phones, apprenticeship programs, job placement through unions, like you said, and assistance from immigration lawyers. But what happens after three months? So, you know, independent on their their uh, their status, it could be even up to six months. So the whole idea is that they will be 
that we will give them the training, the assistance, the housing, uh, the opportunity for jobs so that they're self-sustaining and so that they are now able to assimilate in the region and be able to just manage their own family and become outstanding citizens here in St. Louis. All that and and did you did you just it's dependent on how much funding you get as to how many people you would offer this opportunity to and then how would you vet them how would you choose who gets to participate? So I think for us we're really uh, initially concerned with uh, those that are from, coming from the Biden parolee program uh, merely because they have they will have almost an immediate right to work and so we're looking for people that are going to be able to move here and join the workforce. Uh, so that we can go ahead and amplify our workforce. But, of course, we do care about the overall population of St. Louis. So, uh, you know, we're trying to be very strategic and intentional, make sure that we have enough beds first and foremost, you know, and then that I think we're going to have enough jobs when it's all said and done. But, you know, we can have 100 jobs, but if I have 20 beds, I can't bring 100 people. Right, absolutely. And before I let you go, tell everybody about the International Institute. The International Institute has been around for more than 100 years here in St. Louis, Missouri, helping all immigrants to resettle here in St. Louis and to become a fabric of the community that we have here. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. That is Carlos Ramirez, Vice President of Latino Outreach for the International Institute. Hey, coming up after three, we'll speak with one of our friends from Bankrate. 56% of workers say they're not on track to retire. And they'll share with us how much money experts think we actually need to put us in a position for retirement. And then what if they do get rid of the junk fees? How much money will we save? Is it $50 a year, $1,000 a year, more than that? And of course, don't forget etiquette about weddings. Boy, thanks for sharing all the details. I think I've already broken a few rules by attending weddings wearing a black dress. I didn't know that was such a thing. That all comes up after Steve's news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. This is Connor Bernard with the Chicago Blackhawks, and you're listening to The Lisa Dent Show. W-G.